Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll be looking at why timing the market is more important than time in the market. Then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading along with answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst at Wealth Within and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now remember, as you subscribe, click the little bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest video. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian Stock Market Show every Tuesday 7 to 8pm Australian Eastern Time. Now this is the show that you get to ask us the stock market education and trading experts to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your most burning questions. Investors are continually told to leave their money with professionals and to accept swings in the market over the long term as many believe you cannot time the market. Those who advocate time in the market attempt to discredit supporters of timing the market by pointing to the small number of times the forecaster was inaccurate in order to prove their point. With the fall into the March low and subsequent rise up, many investors attempted to time their exit and entry into the market. And so far, many have been rewarded for their decision, but there are plenty that got it wrong. That said, in ASIC's recent report on investors trading during COVID-19, they indicated that retail investors get it wrong most of the time, which I tend to agree with. So what is market timing? Well, put simply, it's about managing risk, no more, no less. If the risk of holding an asset becomes too high, it should be sold. Just as importantly, if the risk of holding an asset decreases, it should be held, provided it supports the investor's objectives. Every week we predict what we believe the Australian market will do in the short, medium and sometimes long term. And while we get it right the majority of times, sometimes we don't. However, just because a prediction does not unfold does not mean that market timing is not an effective strategy. While we're able to forecast moves in the market with an incredibly high degree of accuracy, market timing does not work 100% of the time. Therefore, you need to be prepared that some predictions will not be correct. Remember, market timing is about the risk of holding an asset first and foremost, and not about attempting to grab some quick profits as retail investors are trying to do right now. While some will get it right some of the time, most will get it wrong more than they get it right. Consequently, those who are lucky in getting in in recent times may be in for a big shock, as there's high probability the tide will turn and they will lose the gains that they've made over the past few months. 
So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, materials ended up as the best performer last week, and it was up over 2%. And this was followed by healthcare, which was up 1.43%, with financials just in the red for last week. The worst performing sectors include industrials and energy, which were both down 4.28% last week. And they were followed by information technology, which was down 2.7% for last week. Looking at the ASX Top 100 stocks, the best performers include ResMed, which was up over 7%, AMP was up almost 6%, and JB Hi-Fi was not far behind, up 5.65%. Now, the worst performers include Flight Center, and that was down over 16%, Challenger was down over 13%, and Qantas, after announcing that it was shedding jobs, closed down 12.81%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Well, hasn't the market been really interesting since I've been away and you've had the, the lovely Janine doing these reports and hasn't she done a fantastic job? And so if you've liked what Janine's done over the last three weeks while I've been away, just stick a comment down below. She'd love to hear your thoughts about uh, what she's been doing and how well she's been doing. But I think she did a great job and we're going to get her on these reports a lot more often um, over the coming weeks and months uh, as we go through. But uh, the market, as I said, has been quite interesting uh, being uh, it was quite bullish uh, before I went away and as I said uh, before I went away I was thinking the market the pendulum had swung into a little being a little bit more bullish than bearish but uh, oh um, you know a week can be a long time in the market and the last couple of weeks has been quite interesting so let's go and have a look at the charts of the all ordinaries index now on your screen right now you'll see that it's actually a weekly chart of the all ordinaries index now see these last three weeks while I've been away the market is slightly down on where it was I mean last recording I did was this week ending the 5th of June so you can see how the market's just been sideways and down we've had two of the last three weeks it's actually closed lower so there's the close lower close there higher close on this week and a lower close there but if we go right back to here back to the end of May the market really hasn't risen that much and this is where I want to sort of have a look and show you it hasn't been pushing through like a lot of people expected and we can see here 2.3 was a 2.38 percent rise over the last one two three four weeks since that last close here so it's tipping over and momentum is slowing down and so we can see here the nice strong rise here a little bit of a pull back very strong rise here and now it's slowing down so momentum in the market is slowing the Dow was down last Friday and quite heavily a couple of percent there so I would expect our market to open lower this week but the interesting thing is if the market trades below that low there of 5830 it could go a lot further and I wouldn't hesitate to expect that the market could fall somewhere you know at least somewhere in that sort of vicinity of around about up to around about 5400 ish maybe 5000 1,300 points uh, should it fall back. It's around about 8 to 12% is a normal pullback in a bull market. Uh, and we need to be cognizant that whilst I think the market's a little bit more bullish, there's still a, still a big chance that our market will retest the lows in March. Now, um, in my report, as it, the longer the market falls now in time and price, so if it falls over several weeks and it falls more than around about 12, maybe 
23%, then we could see a retest of that March low, that March, I think it was like 23rd of March, I think it was for memory. So we could see a low or the market test that, possibly even go below that. So we do need to be, be, to be prepared for that uh, in case it does fall a lot more heavily. And that will depend on what's going on in the US. I mean, this week, the jobs reports are coming out in the US on Thursday. We're seeing the end of the second quarter earnings at with the end of June we're in the last two days of June so second quarter earnings are going to come out in three or four weeks so it'll be interesting to see over the next month what the market actually does but right now I think we should expect next week or this week sorry here in Australia will be down I think the Dow will be down uh, this coming week as well it's the Dow's got a short week as well being Friday is um, what they call 4th of July so they close on Friday so the next four days will be interesting for our market as well but right now just sit tight don't get out and start buying stocks don't try and bottom pick don't try and pick falling knives if stocks are starting to fall away just use your stop losses and making sure your exit stocks or, or the, the stocks that you've got make sure you do have those stop losses to protect your capital so but let's get into the questions that you've been asking me over the past couple of weeks Okay, and the first question we have today is from Noni, um, and Noni says, Westpac, like other banks, dropped down almost 45%, then gone up 35%. How long do you think it will take to trade to around $25 again? Thanks. And, ah, geez, interesting question, Noni, and I think it's not a question that you could be asking because I, I find a lot of people say, well, when's it going to be this price again? Um, and it's not about that because the stock could go up to, to it could continue to fall, uh, to, sorry, if I say that again, being on holidays is not being good for my mouth, it's not working properly at the moment. Um, and it is cold in Melbourne, I think it was one degree this morning when I got up, so it's still a little bit chilly here in the studio. But uh, you don't think of it like that because it's about, is it a good a stock you should be buying right now or is it not? Trying to wait for it to fall back to a level where you think it's comfortable with is not necessarily a smart or wise move in terms of buying and selling stocks but let's go and have a look at the chart and we'll have a bit more of a talk about it anyway but Westpac all the banks probably uh, Westpac and NAB aren't my preferred banks but looking at the screen right now you can see here the big fall that Nonny was talking about this huge big fall all the way down through into March all the banks made their all-time highs back in March April 2015 so they're all very very much falling heavily now, uh, what what Noni's asking about is getting up to $25 again. Right now, it's not looking super strong. I don't think the banks are fantastic. I'm assuming $25 is what you paid for it. You possibly bought it at $25 and then it kept falling away into March. And I think possibly that you're trying to get your money back or get out of it if it gets back up to $25. Right now, I don't know how long it's going to take and it's not the, the point. If you still own this stock, there's no reason to sell it. That's simple. So hold it while it's rising up. Get out of it if it starts to fall away. So if this starts to fall away, then you might like to exit the stock. And currently it's closed last week. See it closed a little bit higher, although there's a bit of weakness, but there's been a little bit more a little bit better than the overall market so just hang tight if you do own it if you don't own it I wouldn't be looking at looking at buying it right now but let's get into the, the next question that we've got for this week uh, this one's from Antonio he says hello I've ordered both of Dale's books and can't wait to read them when I get home from the mines can you please do a review on Webjet and Nova Nix as I'm thinking of investing a little bit in them for the long term best wishes Antonio I'm going to have a look at Webjet for you Antonio so I'll bring that up on the screen I'm not going to look at both stocks um, at this point in time 
really what I just suggest you do is know why you're buying and why you're selling right now. Webjet has moved up like the rest of the market off that March low or April there it is. So that low there 225. It's risen up quite nice and strongly, but it's been bearish the last few weeks. At this point in time, I'd be sitting back holding my uh, on my hands at this point in time. If we can get some support above that sort of three dollar-ish mark here and it starts to move up again, that would be a better time to look at it. But right now anything in the travel industry is going to be a little bit dangerous. We saw last week Qantas announcing getting rid of thousands of jobs. We're seeing the tourism industry. Now I uh, I went up the east coast of Australia. Um, I was catching up with staff and clients of ours for the last three weeks. So it was a little bit of a holiday, a little bit business or, or mainly a business trip with a bit of holidays but I was driving. Um, but it was interesting to see the tourism industry. There was it was decimated. There are a lot of stock, a lot of um, restaurants that are really on the edge. There's a lot of tourism operators that are very, very much on the edge. I was talking to a lot of business people as I was going up there. Now, Webjet obviously is in overseas um, in terms of you know booking flights, etc., like that. Australians aren't going to fly that much, so I don't see where Webjet's going to be a great um, opportunity. We're seeing uh, struggling with Qantas at the moment. So right now, I just sit on my hands and anything to do with tourism. Um, and wait to see, wait the dust to settle pretty much. That's what I would be suggesting. So let's get into the next question that we've got. Um, this one's from Jayantha, who says, Hi, Janine, thanks for the stock review. I've just purchased both Dale's books. Thanks, mate. As your advice and, and looking forward to reading them. I've recently bought Nearmap NEA at $2.30. What are your thoughts? I actually like Nearmap. I saw them many, many years ago at a microcap conference, probably about 10 years ago, and I liked what they were going to do. They were just a little bit small for us at the, uh, to actually invest in or me to invest in. But let's have a look at Nearmap right now because it has become a, a quite a nice stock. And you can see here how it's had a beautiful big run right up from 2017, right up to $4.30. Um, more recently it dropped right down with the COVID-19 down to that 83 cent low. Um, but currently it's up around $2.10. So it's moved up beautifully there. So Nearmap is is a is a what I would call a great company to look at. It's held up very, very nicely. So would you, you bought it at $2.30. I think uh, you probably bought it too high uh, at this point in time, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. If you still, if you're holding this stock, hang on to it unless it starts to fall away. So if it starts to fall away sort of below that sort of $1.90 sort of area, uh, then you might look to exiting. I do hope you have a stop loss on it. We'll teach you that in my book. So the book you've got, so we'll talk about uh, different stop losses in the book that you can use different exits and entries into stock so as you read the book you'll get a lot more knowledge and understanding what to buy when to buy it and when to sell it which is even more important but right now hang on to it it still looks quite nice to me um, it may push up but if the market is a bit bearish over the coming weeks which is possible uh, we could see this float down a little bit but you want to minimize your loss so um, the loss the stop loss I talk about in my book is 15% below your buy price so take your $2.30 multiply that by 15% and whatever that figure is then take it off $2.30 and if it falls below that that's the exit signal that we put that I teach in my book but uh, let's get into the next question but thank you for buying my book and thanks for your question the next question we got um, from Bob who says hi Dale and Janine can you please take a look at REA 
It has always been one of the best stocks in the real estate sector and recently during COVID period, it has had a really nice run up from the bottom from my analysis based on the trend lines from Dale's book. Uh, it didn't look like it had a trend line entry on the monthly and weekly charts and I was wondering how you can capture these opportunities in the future. Uh, well, Bob, interesting, we'll go and have a look at REA, but trend lines are just one rule and one rule won't fit every single situation and it's sort of like if all you've got is, got is a hammer then everything looks like a nail now you can see here that on the monthly chart there's no trend lines down on here and no trend lines down on the weekly chart so basically it's depending on what type of investor or trader you are if you're an investor um, then on a monthly chart those trend lines will work as we talk about in in my book looking at the top stocks they'll work over time but there'll be periods where they won't work and this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier um, in this report when I'm saying timing the market sometimes you're going to get it wrong so a trend line might be right seven times out of ten on a particular stock but it's going to be wrong three times or you won't see that but over a period of ten years time you, uh, by trading or investing over ten years time you'll actually make money using the tool so this is just one stock it hasn't worked on um, but right now it is looking quite good it's just hit recently it hit its all-time high again so it's moved right up to that all-time high there of what's the all-time high $113 so last week it hit $112.65 interestingly it came right back towards the end of the week so you can see here on the weekly chart here it, it closed really really though it is due for a bit of a pullback so it'll probably fall away a little bit if it doesn't fall away sort of too much maybe holding up around about that 90 odd dollar mark and then starts to rise again this could break through that all-time high but as I said I do like the stock um, it is one of those good stocks that was a micro cap many 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 years ago and has really built a good solid um, um, basis basically sorry no that wasn't the micro cap I was talking about near map then um, as I said going on holidays doesn't do great things for your brain sometimes does it you get a little bit muddled muddled um, but I do like REA at this point in time so if you do own it hang on to it uh, if you don't own it I wouldn't be looking at getting into it right now I'd wait for the bit of a pullback and then see what happens but thanks for sending your questions in and thanks for watching till the end of the video I'll go and get my mouth fixed so it works properly um, I'll warm it up but if you do have any questions you'd like me to answer just stick them below there um, I'll get to answer them so just get your fingers on those keyboards and get them typing and ask me some great questions remember put on your question why you want to if you want to buy it, if you do own it if you don't own it what are you thinking about if you're just putting your know, BHP look at BHP then they put your your questions are going to get ignored we do want a lot more information from you about why and what you're doing and what you're thinking because that will mean your question will get looked at we do get a lot of questions on this channel and we can't help every single person but remember here on this channel we do these Monday market reports every single week and we also do our live stream every Tuesday at 7 to 8 p.m. the Australian Stock Market Show. So we look forward to catching you there tomorrow night. So hit that subscribe button now. Click the bell on the right of it so you know when we go live with other videos. Now, I'm Dale Gillam here. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.